Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Your book is divided into five sections of typically difficult conversation topics. So death, sex, money, family, and identity. What, this is a big question, but what do you think holds us back from talking about these things overall? You know, is it guilt and shame and societal programming or these days fear? Like, what if I fuck up and say the wrong thing? Yeah, all of the above. A lot of us have been socially conditioned that talking about hard things is impolite, Mm -hmm. rude. Mm -hmm. Um, and unnecessarily causing discomfort um, yeah. for people around you. I think the the other thing that I would say that that holds us back is often if we don't know how to fix something that is wrong, hmm. we don't we sort of like pull back in in death. That's often you know somebody's in grief in your life, and you're like, do I mention it? Do I offer condolences? What do, do I say? Like, let me know if you need anything, and then skip to the next thing. Yeah. Right. It shows up in a different way with money, which is like, if I acknowledge the existence of money, is it going to be weird that it's kind of clear that I have a little bit more money than this person that I'm talking to? And let's just pretend money doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is a fallacy. So I, for me, it's, it's the reason to have conversations where you're acknowledging the existence of things like death, sex, money, family tensions, and identity differences is because- these things exist. Yeah. And when you pull away from conversations about these hard things, you isolate yourself. Uh, stigma compounds into shame. Mm-hmm. And you're not in a position to sort of compare notes with what your experience has been with somebody else in your life, where you're not in a position to like address real disagreements and conflict and figure out if the terms of your relationship with somebody need to change. Uh, my advice is not like, just go in and say what you got to say. You know, like it's not a it's not a manual for candid conversations. It's more like prompting us all to reflect on what is lost mm. when we don't nudge ourselves out of our comfort zones and have some conversations that might be easier to skip. Let's dive into the anatomy of like what a really productive hard conversation looks like and I know like you're you're very clear in your book like it's not prescriptive there's no like specific formula but I really did love how you kind of help people see that there are ways to prepare for it and like broach the subject to set yourself up for success and like make sure the time is right make sure there's context offered and like pick up on the cues and then end in a you know in a specific way that that doesn't cause harm but isn't necessarily always going to have a resolution so could you walk us through what that might look like yeah the biggest part is to to think about to just prepare like to think what is it that i want to either understand by asking a question or to make sure this person that i'm in relationship with understands about me how something they're they're doing is hitting me wrong um, so it's it's about kind of like thinking about what I want to express and then how can I tell the person that I want to have a conversation that might be a little uncomfortable. It's sort of like giving your stating your objective um, when you're opening a conversation. Like, can I talk to you about something that's been bothering me? 
Yeah. And and what that does is it like tells the person that you're wanting to talk to that like, oh, we're going into a different mode here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that has the added effect of kind of slowing down the pace. And I think paying attention to the pace of a conversation is really important because it can help you track when each of you are being reactive. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of experience with this based on conversations with my husband. I can, <laughs> I can tell. When do I want to break in and interrupt and be like, no, that's not what happened. No, when you did this, you know, yeah. it's like that's my lizard brain that's being defensive and not really listening and um, not attuning to what he's trying to communicate. It's me going into battle mode. Mm-hmm. And so by just paying attention to pace, you can sort of see, like I kind of think of it like, I don't know, like I'm a race car driver. Like if I feel myself speeding up, like how do I sort of back up again yeah. and take a breath? The thing with hard conversations is even when you state your intention, even when you say there's something I really want to talk about, here's why, and you are really thoughtful and try to be very open to whatever emotional reaction they're bringing, they might not want to have this conversation with you. They might see things really differently and be hurt that you're bringing up something. Um, Even when you take a lot of time to prepare and you're really thoughtful about your own pacing, like you're not in control of how they interact with you. Yeah. All you can do is pay attention to your side of the street. But if you find that somebody is in it with you and you're sort of getting somewhere, one thing that I think is really important is if you're digging up stuff and you're feeling like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. I didn't know we saw this thing differently. Mm. Oh, this makes me feel out of sync with you. That's also okay. Like you don't have to like stitch everything back together. So everything's like copacetic for a hard conversation to be useful. Yeah. It can be like, oh, I didn't know that that's like, now I understand why you reacted that way. And like, I still am probably going to do this because this is what I do for these reasons. But like, it's going to help me just kind of understand what's going on. I I want to give everyone permission to not feel like they have to come to a resolution for a hard conversation to have been useful. Like often it's about understanding the dynamic of what's, what is causing something that's not feeling good. And then it's like, can I live with this dynamic or can I not live with this dynamic? But a hard conversation will give you more information about what's happening. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.